Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Certainly, good news that um, the arts and cultural sector here are going to get um, are going to get more funding. Key thing we need to find out is whether all this is going to go on the arts and cultural sectors and, wh- and where it's going to go. So, you know, there was a, uh, some money announced last week from the finance minister in terms of helping our arts and cultural sectors. That was about four million pounds this week. Um, as I say, we're hearing more about this new what's called the Barnet Consequential. Our artists are really in having tough times. They don't know when they're going to be able to get back to work. They don't know whether when they're going to be able to perform in front of audiences. So we need to have a, both a roadmap for when they can restart and financial support for the, for, the, for the venues and the institutions until then. We also actually need financial support for some of the artists themselves who are in really, really tough times. Will this be down to Carl Nicolan as minister as to where it goes? Or will there be some sort of think tank steering it towards the most deserving and the cases that are most pressing? Well, it loads me up to the Minister, I suppose, to take um, uh, advice from stakeholders. I would hope that um, the cultural and arts sector who've been worked really hard on this, so groups like Theatre and Dance NI, um, some of the big institutions here, the Lyric, the Mac, but also some of the community arts groups and individual artists themselves have been lobbying hard on this. Um, I hope that the Minister um, takes detailed soundings from them on the best way of getting out to institutions and individuals. Um, the, the key thing, I think, is that we ensure, Frank, that we have a vibrant sector going forward. Um, this, the art sector is completely critical to us here. It's like, you know, I think lots of people would say that our cultural output, how we value artists, creative people, is something that we really treasure across this island. It's something that's really important to our sense of who we are. Uh, but it's also a, there's also quite a kind of hard-nosed economic self-interest in it, um, and that's about tourism. The finance, the economy minister here has, you know, talked about Game of Thrones tourism and you know getting people back to kind of go to the the, the sites where they filmed Game of Thrones. That's all well and good. That's fine, and we want that. But we have to recognise that Game of Thrones was only possible in Northern Ireland because we had a really big ecosystem of creative professionals and artists who were ready uh, and able to staff that production. So we don't get to, you don't get to those big headline um, move, Hollywood movies and TV show productions in Northern Ireland without having an amazing ecosystem of creative professionals. And unfortunately, too often we kind of we introduce a sort of uh, a false binary between you know some of the some of the the, the art sector that um, we fund and the bits that are that end up being. Um, you know, more commercially, um, you know, bigger box office commercially. You really can't have one without the other, in my view. So that's why we need to ensure that our artists who have been unfortunately treated, 
you know, pretty poorly in the last couple of months in the sense that they've, you know, they've been left w- with very little when other sectors have had clarity. Um, we, need them to, we need them to get the support. So what, this money's really welcome today, but um, I think the key thing we need now is for the, the minister to sit down uh, with the sector and, and find out the best way of getting it so that it protects our institutions, it protects the arts institutions, whether those are our theatres or our you know, other cultural institutions, but also gets money to, to artists who've been, um, who've been left adrift over the last few months. Yes, and when we talk about artists, as you suggested there, we're also talking about the people who make the artists tick, those who are behind the, the scenes, the, the great talents that may occasionally appear on a credit list, but who very often don't get any credit at all. But without them, this, the events simply would not be happening. Now, we're talking about museums, galleries, theatres and music venues and Colin Neal from Hospitality Ulster was on with me earlier this morning, and he was saying music venues include the pubs of Ulster. Uh, do you really think that this money is earmarked for, for public houses, venues like that also? Well, it depends what the pubs do, and, and I suppose how much of their usage is, um, how much of their usage is uh, to do with live music, Frank. I, so I wouldn't want to make a sweeping pronouncement um, you know, at this point. Um, th- the truth is that Live music is live music's treasured by lots of us. You know, live music is one of those things that lots of people have felt the absence of. It's a you know how we come together as people, how we sort of celebrate joyous moments. Um, and it, again, it's a it's a very distinct part of our culture um, in Ireland generally. So we need to find a way of protecting it. You know, there are venues that are dedicated live music venues that cultivate and bring forward new talent and that support you know particular. You know, particular bits of the uh, of the live music scene, whether that's you know Irish traditional music or, or 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 you know experimental dance or whatever it is, there are there are bits of it that are um, that are slightly more specialised. So I wouldn't, I think we probably do need to be careful about uh, assuming that those venues are precisely the same as pubs, which happen to have you know uh, live music on a Saturday night. And um, that's not to denigrate that; that's very important too. But I would be very cautious about. You know, um, I'd be very cautious about um, lumping all those things in together, um, particularly because you know I'm delighted to see pubs safely reopening. But 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 at the minute, they can, pubs can reopen and they can generate revenue, albeit at a reduced level. Many of our arts venues can't uh, generate any revenue at all at the minute, and and it's not clear when they'll ever be able to generate revenue. So I think we need to hear from them about the best way of protecting uh, the sector going forward. Um, and ensuring that we have that completely treasured um, cultural sector um, protected for the future. To be honest, Frank, we've, we haven't, in my view, we haven't done enough for our arts and cultural sectors in Northern Ireland over the past few years. There have been significant problems um, that have been well rehearsed at the, at the Arts Council um, in, terms of their, um, in terms of their governance. It, it, it's clear that we've needed a better strategy in terms of um, making our creative and cultural sectors flourish. Um, this might be the, the jolt or the shot for us to have a real hard think about how we treasure, treasure and protect those cultural sectors into the future because we could come, you know, we've come very close to losing them and that can't be a good situation for us. We need to ensure they, they're, they're, they're protected in the future and frankly in, in Northern Ireland we do need to, we do need to do better at um, at protecting them because they have a they have a big cultural, social, economic value, um, but but as I say, they have that you know there is that hard headed economic interest too. It's very important to tourism. It's very important to the broader uh, creative industries, film and TV production, etc. 
Matthew, thank you very much for coming on the programme. Matthew Toole from the STLP talking about this 33 million that's been made available and we'll have more about how you can make a claim on that uh, money as the details are released from the community's minister. This is the U105 phone-in. Good morning. Um, it's certainly a really good investment package that's that's been on offer and off the back of the announcement last week uh, of an initial four million from executive funds from our own Northern Ireland executive funds. It certainly is um, a more positive scenario today than we were looking at in the last uh, in the last few weeks. So it's it's definitely good news this morning, and I suppose now the work begins because it's really important that that money is spent as as quickly and as timely as it can be, but also as well as it can be, so that we can. And who's going to get, get it? The support out well. I mean, the minister's statement this morning, I think, was, you know, an initial indicator of who's going to get it. And she has talked about local musicians, freelancers, theatres, artists, museums and the heritage sector. So that's that's clearly what she is thinking of within the department. So, I mean, that's that's positive because that is talking about the individuals who work across the sector, the organisations who are part of the sector, and then obviously the ultimate beneficiaries who will be the audiences, the people of Northern Ireland. And again, the Minister referring this morning to the fact that the sector is vital to both economy and well-being. So that's about benefits for people. So I think the way in which this has been described so far, and we haven't seen any detail, and clearly there's detail to be worked through, but the initial uh, description of it from our Minister this morning, from the DFC Minister, is very positive. And the conversations we were having with other MLAs and uh, within within the Assembly, who were very much recognising that the arts sector contributes to so many different areas of life in Northern Ireland. So that gives us, I suppose, a hope and a confidence that this money will be used to absolute best avail because this is a real opportunity now to secure not only the the immediate survival of the sector, but also the longer term sustainability of the sector for the good of people in Northern Ireland. So this feels like a, a very positive move. There's, there's a steer on who's getting it, but it's still broad brush because people are going to have to apply for it. And Colin Neal from Hospitality Ulster was on with us earlier, and he believes that mm. the, the singing pubs of uh, providing entertainment, mm. they should be getting a, a, a segment of this money. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that, I mean, at the end of the day, that will be what the dialogue will be about. Um, you know, uh, people can have these conversations. There are many people having conversations with the department and with the executive at the minute, and I'm quite right. What we've got to agree, because no matter how much money you get, you know, there's always a, an end. And what we've got to agree is what is going to be the best return for people in Northern Ireland. And we know from the evidence that we've seen and that we've talked about before, Frank, that people here avail of arts and culture for many, many different reasons, from health and well-being right through to just spending quality time with family, etc., etc. So all of those things need to be taken into account. It is it is vital money. There's no question about that. And yeah. even those who see the arts as well down the pecking order will, I think, now be convinced that there's such an economy within the arts and also such a health and well-being element within the arts that this is money that is so, so welcome and so necessary. Uh, Margaret, listen, thanks for your time this morning. Margaret Henry from the Arts Collaboration thanks. Network here on the U105 uh, phone-in.